Hello, I am Nancy Lynn Westfield, Director of the Wabash Center. Thank you for joining me for this selected meeting. This original blog and all my blogs can be found on the website of the Wabash Center for Teaching and Learning in Theology and Religion. This audio blog is entitled, Outshine the Naysayers. In planning a course, have you ever designed a creative learning activity that you thought was marvelous and then feedback from others substantiated its marvelousness? But then one or two people, naysayers, gave you a negative critique. And rather than focusing on the marvelousness, your focus attached to your fear and those scant few negative opinions. You allowed the feeling of the praise to become flimsy while the feeling of being chastised became more concrete. Along the same lines, have you ever read student course evaluations and the overwhelming majority of the opinions were positive while one opinion found the course lacking and then your focus was upon the one negative word rather than the positive feedback? These examples are quite common. In these moments, we have allowed our good work to be eclipsed by the negative critiques. We surrendered our creativity, allowing negative voices to drown out the praise of trusted peers and pupils. We allowed ourselves to be disconnected from our own ingenuity. Too often we succumb to negative criticism, then decide to curtail our creative choices rather than lean into the feedback that supports and celebrates our creativity. What would it mean to ignore the negative and for the sake of effective teaching, pursue that which is imaginative, generative, and wildly untraditional in the classroom? I am glad I mustered this kind of courage. Here is a story. In my excitement, I arrived to the building about 7.45 in the morning. I was meeting the carpenters in the atrium of our seminary building to hang our poster exhibit. Our exhibit entitled Basic Concepts of Engaged Pedagogy was our semester long aim. My students with my guidance had made posters depicting the basic concepts of Bell Hook's theory of engaged pedagogy. Their work was brilliant. From the first session of the introductory course until week nine, when the posters were handed in, we had been reading, discussing, debating, discovering, analyzing, and understanding Dr. Hook's work on teaching as a practice of freedom. In our grappling, we had incorporated Paulo Freire, Anne Streety Wimberly, and Katie Cannon. Each of the 27 students had created posters depicting the clarity and depth of thought they had gained from Hook's politic on freedom. Our poster exhibit was an expression of their learning as well as a way to teach others about the power of pedagogy to bring liberty. Three carpenters arrived with ladders and toolboxes. With great care, they laid all the posters on the floor. In creating a cohesive exhibit, the carpenters and I discussed the best location for each poster to hang. Taking into consideration colors, forms, textures, and ease of viewing, we mapped each wall of the atrium. Once the exhibit was mapped on the floor, the carpenters hung each poster. I was very moved by the amount of time and intention the carpenters took in arranging the display. By nine o'clock that morning, the atrium had been transformed into a gallery filled with the concepts of pedagogy as freedom. It was a marvelous gallery exhibit. All day, there was a buzz of excitement in the building and in the community about the exhibit. 
students, faculty, and friends were very complimentary. Then about three o'clock that afternoon, a staff colleague came into my office. I was sitting at my desk. She began talking as soon as she entered. Our conversation sounded something like this. She said, the atrium is a shared space and should not be cluttered with one person's course materials. I said, cluttered? She said, I'm just afraid you will mar the wood. I said, mar the wood? Then she said, I really think that all the busyness does not belong in the atrium. I said, busyness? She said, I really think the posters should be taken down. At some point, her voice became to me like a Charlie Brown adult voice in the Peanuts cartoons. When I noticed that she had stopped talking and was now staring at me, I said flatly, thank you for your feedback. She hesitated before leaving. I suspect she realized I was not going to take the exhibit down. So with that, she turned and left my office. The next day I was called to the Dean's office. The Dean asked me how long I planned to leave the exhibit up. She said I was asking because she had gotten a complaint. The Dean said that someone was concerned about the exhibit marring the walls. I told her that the exhibit would be up for four weeks until the end of the semester. I also informed the Dean that the carpenters had hung the exhibit. The Dean looked surprised. She said she had been told that I had hung the exhibit myself, that I had hung the posters all over the atrium. I did not respond. We sat in an awkward silence. Finally, I said, have you walked through the exhibit and admired the good work of our students? Their grasp of pedagogical theory is impeccable. As I left her office, the Dean said that she would indeed go and take a look at the exhibit. As you might imagine, I left the office feeling angry, deflated and insulted. I am recalling this event from the early years of my teaching because my initial reaction was to allow the negative critique to curtail my creative approaches. Even though the students were extremely proud of their work and even though so many people in the seminary had appreciated the imaginative process and the imaginative project, I considered allowing the one naysayer to stop me from these kinds of projects. Deciding to ignore this negative critique was likely one of the best decisions I made as a young teacher. Now, years later, after having made creativity a hallmark of my teaching, I am full of gratitude that I did not allow the naysayers to eclipse my creativity, my teaching, and the good work of my students' learning. This summer, as you design your new courses and consider old courses, think of the positive affirming feedback more than the negative. Do not give in to petty complaints or to controlling dull complainers. Hear the good feedback for what it is, appreciation, admiration, and encouragement for a job well done. Use this summer to quiet the voices that would make you hesitant and fearful. Plan to allow your own ingenuity and creativity to shine bright. A special thanks to Dr. Paul Myrie. Paul is Senior Associate Director of the Wabash Center. He is the composer of the music which frames this audio blog, as well as the sound engineer. Thanks to Rachel Mills, my audio blog producer. The Wabash Center is wholly funded by the Lilly Endowment Incorporated. This is Nancy Lynn Westfield. I'm just saying. <laughs>